You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Good day, everybody. Holy crap, it is a good day. It is Christmas Eve. What does that mean? I feel like I'm going to dissolve. Dissolve into a train of thought. I'm going to ride that train into the sunset. What does Christmas really mean? Let the funk die out a little bit. There it goes. Oh, my cat is like right next to me. She's pissed that I just closed the window because I don't want to be yelling and screaming on here, right? And then it goes out the window and then all the horrible things that I'm about to say. Oh my God, it spreads throughout the community. And the next thing you know, they're like, Brandon said this and Brandon said that, which I don't care. I'm talking into a microphone, into a computer, into a system, into the, 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 the universe, and then back down from a satellite and into your ears. Do you think I give a damn? If I get canceled, oh, oh, please cancel me. Please let me end up on CNN for something that you don't agree with. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't. I never know what I'm going to say, and I don't edit shit out. So, mm, that'd be so cool, wouldn't it? Top story on CNN, uh, Side TV executive producer Brandon Bishop uh, said, yeah. And this person went, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> oh, I think I just ruined the rest of the podcast because I can't talk now because I was going. <laughs> and that's what you guys sound like, by the way. I remember back in the day, like, and I'll get to Christmas in a second, but. You know this podcast. I'm all over the place. And it's, that's what you expect at this point. Just random sidebars and all kinds of just go down that tunnel, see where it leads, and then try to find your way back. Sometimes you don't, but then you might find another tunnel. That, that's what this podcast is. It's just me. It's therapy, people. So today I'm going to talk about what Christmas means to me. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, dong, ding ding dong. And um, I'm going to talk about uh, mortality. I know, like, Brandon, you're going to ruin Christmas. Come on, dude. And then you're going to talk about dying. Come, dude, come on. We just want to hear you say something nice and, you know, make fun of some people or, you know, I, why, why do you got to do all this? Mm. You're ruining Christmas, Brandon. Well, fine. There hasn't been a good Christmas villain since the Grinch. Who are the Christmas villains? We got Krampus. We got the Grinch. We've got, uh, I don't know, I watch American Dad and Santa Claus is the villain on that one. Um, We've got uh, uh, Scrooge. We got Bill Murray Scrooged. Hmm. We got the guy that fell off the, the building. And Die Hard, I guess he's a Christmas villain. 
Uh, that big Yeti monster, which ended up being a good guy at, at the end of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know, the little puppet show that we all watched and probably still do watch. Oh, who was the uh, villain in the Christmas story? The the bullies. I know they had a little toady, and then he had Scott something. I want to say Scott Malkinson, but that's South Park. My name's Scott Malkinson, and I got diabetes. Um, damn it, I, f- I forgot the name. Scott something. He had yellow eyes. I swear he had yellow eyes. Anyways, it's a nice day. It's Christmas Eve, 2021. And the reason I do this is because it's therapy. It's not because I like to hear my own voice. It's not because I want your likes and subscribes. I do because it does help the whole algorithm thing and more people can listen. But this isn't for you. This is for me. This is my therapy. This is my visit to the shrink once a week or whenever I get around to doing it. I broke a nail. (laughs) Don't you hate that when you jam your thumb on something and then your nail's like all backwards and you deal with that all week. Anyway, um... Christmas. I like Christmas. Okay. I don't want you to think I'm getting off on the wrong foot here with you people. I don't, I I really enjoy this time of year and I'm looking for the the headphone by, oh, there it goes. Well, that thing's all the way up. That's as much as I get. I need some new stuff, man. Anyway, Christmas. I remember as a kid, I had my mom and my stepdad at the time. They gave me the best Christmas mornings I could have ever asked for, expected, whatever. I could not wait to Christmas. And of course, you always get to open one gift on Christmas Eve, which is today, which my mom is still (laughs) making these things happen. I'll talk about her in a little bit. Um, I'm just... I look back and I, and I smile when I think about Christmas mornings and just this mountain of presents. And, and I was a spoiled kid. I was totally spoiled. I, my son's spoiled as well. I kind of passed that down to him. And it's just, just all the wrapping paper, just mountains of it everywhere, crinkled up and just boxes and just toys everywhere. <laughs> just, man. I really had such a good time, uh, you know, the big tree, you know, and my mom would make Christmas villages and stuff like that, and, you know, just the whole house was Christmas, the lights on the outside. I had that Christmas story uh, upbringing, and I miss it. I do miss it. And you're probably asking, well, why don't you just do it with you and your son? Because, you know, here's the thing, my, and I've said this before, my son has an amazing family on the other side, his mom's side. And they have a big family. She's married. And then you got his family. And then you got this, this huge gaggle of people. And I'm sure they go here, there, 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 there. Just like we used to, we used to go to my uncle's house. We used to go to Bob and Linda's house. We used to go to, you know, the, the math. Oh, here's another thing. The Mathis farms in Michigan. I don't know what city it's in. Oh, shut up, cat. Really? I'm, I'm talking about like life stuff here. I closed your window. I'm sorry. Are you going to be okay with it? Are you going to live? 16 years now, you've been okay. Most of that time, that window's been shut. Oh, she's going to go off in the corner and put her back to me now. You're not meowing through the whole thing. You can meow a little bit, okay? This is your house. You can do whatever you want, but you're not meowing through the whole thing because I can't think. Got it? Got it. Okay. Anyway, Mathis... Um, 
Christmas tree farm. It's this barn out in the middle of nowhere, acres and acres and acres of Christmas trees. We used to go out there and cut our own tree down. And can you even do that anymore without somebody being offended by it? Oh, I can't believe you're going to kill a tree, a living tree that provides oxygen for the rest of us. Anyway, we used to go down there, take the saw, cut the tree down, get it shaken out, wrapped up, top of the car, bring it home, that whole thing, man. And we'd get apple cider and like caramel apples and just, oh, I miss that place. I got to take my son there once uh, with my mom and her husband, Ron, and I just, that was amazing. My Bob and Linda, who's been lifelong friends of ours, I, man, I, 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 I just got like kicked with a little emotion right there thinking about it. Um, there's, a, there's a little dampness behind my eye. <laughs> I love that place so much. I want to go every year. I want to take my son every year. I want to meet my daughter there with her son every year. My grandkid, holy crap. Uh, what, what am I doing? Why didn't I do that this year? I know why, because I've been on the road and I've been busy as hell. And, but no, that, that's something that needs to happen next year and then just from there on out. I, I'm bummed right now. Like, you know, and, and I've felt this way before whenever Christmas passes and I didn't really do anything because like I said, my, my son's got a big family on his mom's side, huge. And I would never in a million years rob him of that. I just wouldn't, even if I get, you know, married or something and any day can be Christmas. Okay. I'm not a religious person. I don't subscribe to that whole thing. Like Christmas, I know the word Christ is in it and mass and it's supposed to be a religious holiday and it's church and no, it's not. Okay. We've taken it. My son and I call it Santa Claus week. So, (laughs) but I mean that every day for us is Christmas. Every time I get to see that kid, which is halftime is Christmas for me because I, I spoil them and we hang out and we have a good time and why do, why do we have to put a label on? And, and I, I like the Santa Claus and the Frosty the Snowman and, the, and some of the movies and the, the humor and just that the feel of the holidays. I love it. I really do. I, I, I miss it. I, and, and, but I don't have a Christmas tree. I don't put up lights here in, in this you know, apartment. I don't. I, I just don't. Only Christmas stuff I have is a little thing that says the bishops <laughs> with that I got made in Frankenmuth in Michigan and I have a uh, old Frosty the Snowman like chimes old beat up it's beat up that my grandmother had and it's mainly because she had it but and I love those things and I'll never get rid of them <clears throat> and I have a few other things just you know like little Christmassy stuff but it's not really you know they're up all year round it's not like oh let's put this up for Christmas am I robbing him of that I don't think I am because he has that at his mom's house. Why would I do it here? He's not here on Christmas. He's not here on Christmas Eve. He's not here today. I'm not going to see the kid. I leave tomorrow. I'm actually traveling on Christmas Day to go to Vegas and San Diego, and I'll talk about that later. I just don't see the purpose of it. I don't see spending a bunch of money and time doing that. That's the reason I don't have a house. That's the reason I live in an apartment because I don't want to mow a lawn. I don't want to... HOA. I don't want to put up Christmas lights. I don't want to do all that stuff. I don't want a house. I don't want the house stuff. I like my little apartment because I'm on the road half of every month now. The hell do I need a big ass house for? It's just me and my cat, my kid half time. It's, I don't need it. I don't want it. But 
like I said, if I end up meeting somebody who's really into it, of course, do, do your thing. I'll support you. Let's go buy some ornaments with our faces on it. Cool. <laughs> Let's put up a tree and wrap a bunch of presents and we'll do that. We'll just do it on a different day because who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> who cares if it's this day? It's easier to do it on other days because not everyone is doing it. So what if December, I don't know, December 29th is our new Santa Claus day. Why not? Why not? Who says we can't? Nobody. And it's even cooler because we don't have to deal with everyone else doing it. And everyone else will already have their Christmas past. And then ours is a couple days later. So we, while everyone is like, oh, yeah, okay, it's over. We're like, oh, no, it's not. Ours is in a couple more days. So mm. I do miss it, though. I miss the Mathis Farms. Um, I, miss, I miss being a kid in the 80s. Are you kidding me? What a great time to be a kid. Saturday morning cartoons and just the whole Christmas. Here's the thing. People think about Christmas and they think, oh, it's been going on for hundreds of years. Uh, no. <laughs> I would say less than 100 years. This commercialized version of Christmas that we currently have. None of these Christmas songs were recorded hundreds of years ago, okay? They weren't even around. They weren't written hundreds of years ago. These Christmas songs, everyone that you know, Jingle Bells, uh, all of them, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Oh, Christmas Tree, all of these were written within the last 70 to 80 years. I keep forgetting it's 2021, so maybe 100 years. All of that's within 100 years, Okay. And I know if you're in your 20s, you're like, oh, 100 years, that's forever ago. No, it's not. I'm almost 50, okay? I've been around for 50 of those years. Ah, that's weird to say. But this is all very new stuff in the timeline of humanity. Santa Claus, that whole story, that's relatively new. We're talking 1940s, maybe 20s, but still 100 years. So don't, you know, like this whole in God we trust thing on your, on your money, that's only been around since the late 50s, 50s, talking 70 years, people. It's not been around since biblical times, okay? <laughs> the whole story of Christmas and Jesus and all that stuff, you, you, you think, don't you think that that's a, like, oh, it's in the Bible. I don't think that it is. I've read the Bible bookend to bookend. Trust me, I gave it every shot that I could possibly give it. It's a great story. Some good lessons in there. Written by men to control other men. That's all it was. So anyways, I hope I didn't ruin that for you. But think about, think about, let's see. I'm trying to put this into a metaphor for you. Think about something that happened in your youth that your family still talks about, you know, 30 years ago, let's say 30 years ago, something happened and it was a good experience and you talk about it all the time. It's been sensationalized just a little bit in that small amount of time, hasn't it? It has. Now think about a couple thousand years of millions of people, billions of people talking about it. 
and updating it and taking the parts that suit them and you know oh we don't we want we we still want to eat shellfish on sunday so you know we're not going to we're going to ignore that part oh the talking donkey yeah we're going to ignore that as well oh the talking snake living in a fish yeah all of those things we're just going to go ahead and just yeah that's just story stuff but this stuff oh man shall not lay down with another man oh we're going to twist that around and make it whatever we want to make it because we don't like that that's what you sound like that's what you do And that's what makes humanity just the worst. Not to mention organized religion is just the worst. Anyway, um, so that's why I don't do organized religion because it's all bullshit and you know that. And you could take whatever lessons you need from it. Perfect. You can take whatever lessons you need from Hamlet. You can take whatever lessons you need from South Park. There's a lot of lessons to be learned in all forms of entertainment, and that is what religion is, is a form of entertainment. It's a crutch that a lot of people need, and a lot of people want, and a lot of people use. Oh, yes, you do. You use that religion card, don't you? Gets you in and out. Uh, you, I murdered six people, but I found Jesus. Okay, great. If he exists, I hope you see him rather soon, and I hope he has a few stern words for you. Yeah, it's it's uh it, it's weak. But I'm not that's just my opinion. I'm not sitting I'm not shitting on anybody's religion. Whatever you need. I eat a lot of shitty food. Guess what? I deserve to be ridiculed for that. I shop way too much. I think the whole van build thing that I'll talk about later is uh you know, evidence of that. Yeah, shame, shame me for it, okay? <laughs> please, please shame me for it. I need it. I need to be called out. I need to be called out for being overweight. I need to be called out for just spending way too much money on frivolous stuff that I, I need but I don't need. Just like I call people out for their stupidity. I'm going to call out a few people, especially bad drivers on this one. I'm not even going to call them bad drivers. You can be a bad driver just because you are afraid of traffic or just because you're not experienced. That's that's a bad driver. Dangerous douchebag drivers. Yeah. That's who I'll be calling out in a minute. But back to Christmas, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, I want before all is said and done, whether it's at my mom's house, it won't be here because it's like I said, it's a small apartment, but I really want to be with my mom, my daughter, my grandson, my son, of course. I'd love to bring my cat. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I would. Um, <laughs> I'm already leaving her on Christmas tomorrow, so sorry, baby. Anyway, I, um, my mom's husband, Ron, of course. I can't forget him. I mentioned Linda and Bob twice already. I'd love to have them there. I can't think of too many other people. Hey, maybe I'll have a girlfriend next year. Who knows? I would love to have just a big family unit together on, on whatever day we call Christmas. Just everybody together doing the Christmas thing one more time before it's all over for me. I, I just, I want that. Maybe I'll even, you know, work something out with my kid's mom where I'm like, you know, I gave you the first 14 years, I think. It's our turn. Just this one, this one year, you know. Because he's, 
he'll be 15 next Christmas and then 16, 17, 18. And he wants, he's talking about joining the air force or, you know, doing something. And then it's off to college and then it's off to whatever. And I'm in the rearview mirror at that point. And that hurts a little bit. I can already see where he's 14 and, you know, <laughs> a little independent and that's great. You need to be, you can't cling to your dad forever. I get it. And often I think to myself like, man, I just wish we'd just snuggle and watch a movie like we used to. Can you hear my voice cracking a little bit? Ugh. I just, uh, and then I think about it and I'm like, I don't want to snuggle a 14 year old boy. That's weird. <laughs> Even if he is my son, I'm like, gross, get away from me. Um, I, I just, you know what? I, I have a nostalgia problem and I do it like when I visit cities and I have a great time. Like I had a great time in Philadelphia with Garrett and our first run around the country for a TV. And when I went back a, a couple months ago, I tried to do some of the same things and have some of that same fun, but I was alone and everything was closed because of COVID. And I'm like, Oh, just, just, it was still fun. I found new things, but it just, ah, oh, it sucks. Uh, so, I mean, the lesson that I learned out of that and the lesson that I learned from, I can't go back to being a kid on Christmas in the eighties. I wish I could. And I have vivid memories of it. And we, we treated Easter like Christmas as well. I remember coming down and seeing a stack of Easter presents and, you know, my son and I call it bunny rabbit day, but it's whatever. I, I just have a nostalgia problem because I miss things so much. I miss the way things were. But then I really think about it and I'm like going, you know, now is such a good time. Now is better than it's ever been. Everyone's still here. Whether they're a phone call away or a visit, everyone's still here. I get to live this life. And what am I complaining about? What am I really missing? You can't miss things. You just got to let them go. Okay. I'm grateful that happened. Awesome. What's next? That's really the way I live. I do have a little bit of a nostalgia problem, especially when I'm talking about it, but I'm going to try not to talk about it and talk about what's next, which is tomorrow I hop in Van Helsing and I drive down to Las Vegas. I want to take the Southern route to avoid any terrible weather. And I'm just uh, excited because I get to film with Steven Piercy again. And here's the thing. I, I'm hoping he doesn't listen to this podcast. I really am uh, because I am working with him. He's a singer of the band rat. If you knew <laughs> what a big rat fan I was growing up in those, in the, in those eighties, you know, I always had a rat t-shirt on. Like I would watch MTV for hours waiting for the rat videos to come on. And it wasn't just rat. It was, you know, docking and twisted sister and just Dio and wasp and all of these like headbangers ball was the greatest thing ever. You know, back when MTV was watchable. And I just, uh, I, I adored his, him and his drummer, Bobby Blotzer, who I just got to film earlier this year. And I get to work with again, Oh God, those two, Steven's the one who got me into singing. It really is. It, Bobby Blotzer is the one who got me to play drums. It was that band. 
And now I, I've already filmed Nothing to Lose, which is his life story documentary. It's been out for a while. It, you know, it, it's done good. I guess they liked it because I'm coming back. And he lives in Vegas now, and I'm going to go out there and film some stuff with them there. We're going to film the whole trip from Vegas to San Diego. We're going to film with him on New Year's Eve. And, I, and I'm you know, thinking about how great things were. <laughs> Bullshit. Things are freaking amazing right now. Very grateful. I'm humble about the whole thing. I don't want him to know what a big fan I am because that's just not professional. But I am. I'm not going to bullshit people. Hi, Mr. Piercy. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rat. Yeah, it's a great band. Great band. No, dude. In in my head is a 10 to 13 to whatever age I've loved to rap my whole life. Kid jumping around going crazy while I'm stern-faced and professional with a camera in my hand. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, okay. And inside I'm like, ah! <laughs> but now it's great to be filming with him. I can't wait to see him and uh, his fiance Christy. Uh, she's amazing, and man, she has her own story too. She's like the the daughter of Tom Adair. Look him up. Um, did a bunch of stuff with Disney. Wrote like a bunch of TV jingles, like I Dream a Genie and things like that. And I think the Munsters and a lot of stuff with Frank Sinatra. The guy was a legend. And that's his granddaughter, and she's a legend. So I'm just looking forward to this whole trip. I, and here's the thing. I know that we're filming. I know where we're filming. I know what we're, the, an outline of what we're doing. But like I say a thousand times a week, you never know where I'm going to end up, or I never know where I'm going to end up. Asai TV has just taken me on uh, so many adventures I can't even count. I should do like a top 10 best adventures for the Asai TV Life uh, YouTube show. But yeah, that's what's coming up tomorrow. I'm packing at the moment. I'm charging up everything that needs to be charged, and I'm ready. I'm excited. I can't. I literally can't wait to get on the road. Uh, I when I'm here for too long, like by the end of the two weeks, a month that I'm home, I am stir crazy and I'm dying to get on the road. By the end of the ten to fourteen days that I'm on the road, I can't wait to get home. So I'm apparently just never happy. <sighs> I mean, each location has its own set of problems, you know, but what a great way to bring in the new year, just filming, doing what I do, doing it on a level that I want to do it on, being on the road, being in Van Helsing, living the van life, which I love. Yeah, that's, that's what I want 2022 to be all about. And it will be because I'm going to make it about that. That's what I do. And, uh, that's who I am now. And like I said, I, once my kid's 18 and he's off in the military or whatever the hell he wants to do, I'm moving into a big-ass RV or a van. I keep saying big-ass RV. I mean, it'll be big compared to what I have now, but a bigger van, like a Transit Ford 350 or something, and I'll deck that out into a nice little house or a Class C RV or something like that, or maybe a Class B van. I, I don't even know. I, I'll, I'll worry about that when the time comes and see what best fits me, but... I love it. I love the van life. I love that the whole world is my backyard. I can wake up in a different city every day. I can constantly be on tour filming. I just got to figure out how to edit on the road. So that's a big thing. And that's what I want my life to be. I don't need a huge mansion. I could make a billion dollars right now. And you know what? I'll buy a hundred, $200,000 beautiful van and just live in that son of a bitch. I, I don't, 
oh, I don't need this four walls and a ceiling thing anymore. I need four walls and a ceiling and a set of wheels. That's what I need. Anyway, the Asai TV Life YouTube show. I am on like episode 19. I can't believe I've done 19 of these things like in a month and a half. I do two a week, Monday and Friday. It's on YouTube on the Asai TV, A-S-Y TV YouTube page. It's free. Go there, subscribe, hit the like buttons, whatever the hell, the notification bell, all that crap. Do it. And watch because it's everything behind the scenes of Asai TV. I'm documenting my life for whatever purpose it may eventually. If it's just for my kids to watch down the road, perfect. That's a success. If it's just to document the rise of Asai TV into, you know, megastardom, awesome. I have it all down. I wish I would have done this back in 2015 when we started or 14 when we started. That would have been great, but I didn't. I love doing it. I'm filming it all with my phone. It's lightly edited, just, you know, little bit of music on there, no intros, none of that. I have enough production work to do on these major TV shows. I don't want to do that with this. I literally dump everything on the computer, cut it up a little bit, put it out there. That's all I, that's it. So watch it. I think you'll like it a lot. There's a lot of van life stuff in there. There's a lot of travel stuff. I mean, Piercy's going to be on there. Eva Lee has been on there. Heath Slater has been on there. Like everyone I work with will be on there and all the cities that I go to will be on there and all the van life stuff. Like I said, it's, it's all on there. Like home stuff, you know, my kids on there, like my cats on there, everything's on there. It's my life. It's the Asai TV life. And like I said, I'm not putting it out there because I care if anybody watches it. I hope people do great. I don't really promote it because I got other stuff going on. I'm also going to put that on the, uh, Asai TV network because why not? And I love doing it. I love documenting, documenting what I'm doing. My mom, I think, watches it. Um, and like I said, down the road, when I'm long gone, these things are still going to be around somewhere. I doubt YouTube's going anywhere in 40 years. Who knows what will be next? But it'll be on a hard drive as well. Maybe you'll discover it and relive your dad for a few years. That's the... You know, I'm I'm going to talk way more about this in a minute when I start talking about mortality. I got a little bit of uh, listener mail as well. Uh, real quick, though, speaking of van life, that requires me to be on the road, sometimes um, up to ten to twenty hours at a time. And while I'm on those roads, I encounter the shittiest people in the world. Like, who are these people that drive? 190 like on the freeway in and out of traffic i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna keep this simple because i want to make this i know it's the holidays i've already talked for 31 minutes i'm gonna try to keep it under an hour the last one i did was like two plus hours like how the hell did i talk for two and a half hours that makes no sense this one i'm gonna keep simple because i do have a lot of packing and charging of things and all that stuff to do who are you people though on the freeway, and on any street. Like, I drove to Denver, which is one of the worst, the worst cities to drive in. Trust me on this. It's god-awful. I've driven in just about every major city in the nation. Oh, my God. Between here and Atlanta and New Orleans, it's the worst. And dare I say Dallas as well. 
Those are the four worst cities. I know you're thinking, what about LA and New York? No, you know what? You, you almost expect assholes there and you don't get as many as you think you do. Oh, you, you don't get as many as you think you would in those cities, even in Chicago. And I've never had much problem there. Of course, you're going to get assholes everywhere. There's assholes everywhere. They're just everywhere. But these cities, and especially Denver, I was doing 10 over the speed limit. I had to. It was 65 through Denver, and I'm doing 75 because I was getting passed like I was parked. Who are these people? Apparently, they don't care about getting tickets. Apparently, there's not enough cops out there to give everybody a ticket, or the cops are just lazy, and that's <laughs> that's a thing. Um, I would have like been ran over if I wasn't doing 10 over the speed limit. So then I finally get to a spot where, okay, I need to pass some people. So I'm still doing 10 over the speed limit. I get into the fast lane and I'm passing people. And then behind me is one of you big, ugly, stupid douchebag trucks with the big LED light across the front of it flashing me. Like, and I saw him coming, but I'm passing people. I literally cannot get over. I cannot. I'm fucking passing people, you dipshit. And he pulls right up to the bumper of the van, to which I brake check his ass. Hit me. Please hit me, okay? I'll get a new van out of this. It'll be great. I got gap insurance. Whatever, man. Go ahead. Do your best. So, you know, he slows down a little bit. And then he loses. I, I could see him. He's losing his mind back there. And he must have been doing 100 miles an hour up to my bumper. Listen, dumbasses. And I'm talking to you if you're this person. If you don't understand what the fast lane is and you think you do, you think the fast lane is just, I'll go as fast as I want. You better get out of my way. That's not what the fast lane is for. Okay, scenario. And I've talked about this before, but I'm going to make it brief, I promise, because I'm nervous about being on the road. I really am. I, I don't like you people. I fucking hate you people that drive like this. I hate you. I literally, if I, if there was an app on my phone where I could just pull the phone up and then hit a button and you would explode. Not first I'd like shoot you like a mile in the sky and then I'll say implode. It's like one of those things that crunches the cars into big squares and with you inside of it, I would hit that button five times. Trust me. That's how much I hate people that drive dangerously and disrespectfully. I hate it. No, it's not old man Brandon. It's none of that shit. I've always been this way. Yeah, that's a lie. When I was 20s, I was that douchebag. Trust me, I remember driving like a fucking asshole. And I regret it. And so will you. Trust me. You'll regret it when you either die or kill somebody or cause a lot of damage or injure somebody or just piss a bunch of people off. Eventually, you'll be like, I don't want to be that guy anymore. But right now, if you are that person, I hate you. I hate you. You could be the nicest person as soon as you step out of that car. But if you drive like that, die. <laughs> I mean it. Die. I know it's not a nice thing to say in the, in the holiday season, but just, okay, don't die. I don't really wish death on anybody. I'm joking. But I, I, want, I want you to not be able to drive anymore, ever. I mean that. Uber and bus and cab and whatever and bicycle your way around. I don't care. You don't deserve to drive. Anyway, big truck. He's turning, he turns on his LED strip. 
and he's pounding his wheels. Hands are going crazy. It's always these radical right-wing assholes or these radical left-wing assholes. But in the big pickup trucks, yeah, radical Trump tards hate these people. Like, like you're surprised that these people raided the Capitol last January? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no, I was, why, I'm shocked it hasn't happened more. These people are stupid, stupid, redneck, loser, douchebags, worthless. Like, seriously, if we just eradicated all these people, these redneck, Trumpers, douchebag, militant, fanatical, radical, fucking Republican douchebags. I'm not talking about normal Republicans. Normal Republicans are fine. Whatever. I don't agree with a lot of what you say, but whatever. If we got rid of all of them, literally shot them into the sun, I don't care. Oh, wait, you get a free rocket ship to uh, the moon. Yeah, it's going to be great. There's a resort up there. Yeah, you'll love it there. There's uh, Pringles and queso dip. You'll be freaking ecstatic. Yeah, Trump's up there now. Yeah, you can go see him. And then, you know, misdirect him and shoot him right into the sun. And then the next rocket, <clears throat> the next rocket we will fill with all the ghetto loser, like, gangsta wannabes. You know I'm talking about the guys with their shorts or their pants all the way down past their underwear because... I guess they're somebody's prison bitch. I don't know what that is. That just from a, like an adult man who's lived a life. I like to consider myself an average human being. I look at that and go, well, <laughs> that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. What are you doing? And then the, you know, the, the mumble rapper. Yeah. 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 Fucking Dave. Bitch. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. me. All of them. Put them all on a fucking the next rocket ship. I will let Aside TV make billions, and I will fund this. We'll trick them all in there and just shove them all into the rocket and be like, "Yeah, fucking the baby and uh, three stallion Meg or whatever the fuck her name is. They're on the moon. You want to go see them? It's a free concert. It's going to be amazing. Free alcohol, free drugs, whatever the fuck you want to do. It's all up there. Get in the rocket ship." And then you hit the button, takes off right into the sun. Yep. So one extreme to the other, man. And I don't care what color these people are. I don't care what religion they are. I don't care if they're male. I don't care if they're female, gay, straight. I don't care about any of that stuff. A douchebag is a douchebag. Okay. A loser is a loser. A worthless ghetto fuck is a worthless ghetto fuck. Shoot them all into the sun. I'm trying to think of who mounts. <sighs> you can go with the criminal business people. Yeah, shoot them into the sun. You can go with um, hmm, all the Karens in the world, which I actually think is a funny term now. Just everybody, just everybody but me and like 500 people that I like. I think that's fair. <laughs> that is old man Brandon talking right there. Okay, I'm not a fan of uh, oh the drivers yeah anybody who drives more than 10 over the speed limit and you know does that truck driver behind me like oh i didn't even finish that story did i see that's what i'm talking about going down the tunnel and finding another tunnel and never coming back but i'm coming back here we go so he's still riding my ass i literally cannot get out of this lane there's giant pieces of metal rolling next to me you dumb shit Oh. So anyways, I'm on, this is all in Denver. Finally, I get to a point where 
I can get over. And before I can, without a blinker or anything, he just storms around me. And I'm like, literally, my blinker's on to get over. And he storms around me, almost hits me. Because I'm like halfway into the next lane, and he just storms around me. doesn't even wait for me to get over. So (laughs) I'm sitting here going, what the fuck? Like, what, what do I got to do to get rid of this person out of my life? I can't shoot him into the air and implode him like I want to. I can't shoot him into the sun like I want to. There's no phone app to just destroy him. I can't do any of that stuff. So, and this is, I learned a lesson through this, by the way. I learned a really valuable lesson. I'm not too old to learn new tricks and not tricks, but just lessons in life. Here's the thing. If this guy passes me, no matter what he does in the process of passing me, and just storms ahead and drives 100 miles an hour ahead of me, I don't have to deal with him ever again. That is the lesson that I learned. If I flip him off, if I do my slow clap for him, if I'm yelling and screaming and getting all pissed off, he's ruined a few minutes of my day, and then he's going to want to retaliate with yelling and screaming and flipping off and yelling and back and forth and driving like a dumbass and cutting me off. Then I got to deal with him for however long. And then most likely, I'm going to pull over, And then he's going to pull over because he thinks he's a badass. And then two things are going to happen. I'm going to snap his neck and kill him. Which I know the five moves of doom. You kidding me? I've trained my whole life for that kind of stuff. Or he's going to pull out a gun and shoot me. Which then it affects the rest of my life. And man, my mom tells me this stuff all. Just let it go. Let that shit go. It's just hard sometimes. Because I feel as though I have to call these people out. I feel as though I have to point out how stupid they are. I want to ruin the rest of their day or life at that point. If you almost kill me with your car, I want you to suffer for it. And I got to get that out of my head. I do. I get so, and like I said, I'm the most relaxed, chilled person you'll ever meet until you piss me off. And then it, oh, Like I could be at home relaxing, just enjoying my time with my cat, my kid, having a nice meal, watching a show on whatever. And then I'll hear some thumping, bass thumping from some ghetto retard on the outside. And yes, I'll say retard. I've said it my whole life. It's not a mentally challenged person when I say it. It's a dumbass out there. Okay. Can you deal with it? I like to say faggot too, but I just don't say that anymore because it just, I didn't want to. That's about it. But if I ever wanted to, I would say it. And it's not about a gay person. It's not a, I haven't called a gay person a faggot once in my life. You just say it to people that are like, eh, you know, you're a faggot. Anyway. <laughs> oh, here comes the canceling. I can hear it. Oh, there it is. Anyways, I'll hear some thumping from some douchebag. I don't know. Like I said, I don't care if they're male or female, old, young, black, white. I don't care who's in that car. If I can hear your shitty bass music or even my favorite song thumping from your car into my fucking living room, you are a piece of shit. And at that very moment, I want to click my fingers and make you disappear from fucking reality. That's just how it is. I get angry when I hear my neighbors thumping and thumping and thumping when I walk outside and there's somebody smoking right in front of the fucking door like a dumbass disrespectful cunt. Guess what? I want you to disappear. That's just it. And I have to get that out of my head. I have to accept that people are fucking awful. 
I know I'm saying the F word a lot, and I really try not to, but it, it fits the inflection, if you know what I mean. But yeah, so this guy passes me, <laughs> back to that, out of the tunnel, and he's like losing his mind. Like, and, and for a second, I'm like, all right. I started laughing at him. I'm just like, <laughs> you look like a Muppet. You're just, <laughs> and he's, you know, long beard, like kind of scraggly hair. He's got a hat on that probably said something about America. And it's just, you know, he's got the big tires that go like five inches out of like the body of the van or the, the truck. Like, I'm just, oh, it's dirty, and he's just a dude. He's a, this, the worst. Like, if this guy died, maybe four people would be upset, and society would be better. Like, our collective IQ would go up a point if this guy died. So, fuck him. And he's losing his mind. And then he does this thing with his fingers. He does a little gun thing with his fingers and starts, like, shooting me with his invisible gun with his fingers. What is that? What, what, what were you doing? <laughs> Come on, dude. So at that point, I just, honestly, I let him pass. And then as I was, he gets in front of me. Of course he does. And then he slams on his brakes. Oh, so you're the fucking victim now because I gave you a light little brake check that says, get off my ass. Now you're the victim. That's the problem with this fucking society. You if somebody calls you out on something stupid that you're doing, automatically you're the freaking victim. Oh, I, oh, he told me to turn my music down and uh, oh, he doesn't like me to smoke out front of the building. So I, he asked me nicely, but then I have to turn it around to where I'm the victim. Fuck you, you piece of shit. I'm so sick of this. I'm the victim bullshit. It's worse than cancel culture. Guess what? If somebody says something to you, like if I say something to somebody, it usually starts off very respectful and nice. Usually. If I go to you and say, hey, neighbor, do you mind turning your music down? And then they lose their mind about it. Oh, I pay rent. I should be able to do whatever I want. Yeah, you can. But when it affects other people, you shouldn't. I don't. Name one, I, anybody, name one thing that I've personally done that annoys the world besides my podcast. And you can turn it off at any time. I can't turn off an asshole's music from a block away. We have these freaking, like, people that live half a block away that are blasting salsa music with thundering bass two hours every day. I try to work it out to where I have to leave my house because my windows are rattling. It's ghetto bullshit, and I hate them. And if I went up there and said, hey, man, do you mind, like, you know, turning your music down because you see all these windows and doors, people live there, elderly people, children, pets, people with night jobs, people with day jobs, and none of them want to hear your freaking carnival music, they would either get violent or play the victim. That is why society sucks. Everyone's like, we need to go to a tribe mentality. No, that will never work anymore because everyone's too fucking selfish and too disrespectful without even realizing they're being disrespectful. And then when you call them out, nobody can do wrong anymore. 
I, I, I can't be me. It has to be this guy. Oh, he's just an old guy who's just, you know, bitching about everything. Do, do you not, why, do you think I just wake up and go, oh, I'm going to bitch at them? No, I don't. I'm sure people do, but I don't. I have never once been on the offense on anything. So anyways, back to the truck. He's losing his mind. He does his little pointy gun thing, and then he drives off 100 miles an hour down the street. Now, this is where I'll call it a Christmas miracle (laughs) because Denver police actually did their job. And this happened yesterday, by the way. (laughs) Yesterday, as I went to court, and I'll talk about that in a second, but I get to a point about three miles down the road, maybe three or four miles, I don't know. And on the side of the road is that guy's pickup truck. So I'm already in the lane, the far right lane, because I had to get off. And I pull up behind the cop. I pull my, put my hands out the window. And I haven't told my mom this. I haven't told anybody this story. So I'm saving it for you. Enjoy. I put my hands out the window. And the cop comes over to me. And he's like, can I help you? I'm like, yeah. I just want to point out that this guy, obviously you pulled him over. But he was also riding my ass, flashing his lights, driving extremely dangerously, and making gun points at my face, like, from his car. So I imagine he has a gun in there. I just wanted to give you a fair warning. And the cop was very, uh, very nice. Uh, He's like, oh, that's great. I really appreciate that. And uh, I'll add that to my report and blah, 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 blah. And uh, have a nice day. And I went off to go do what I'm doing. And as I (laughs) drove by, (laughs) I just had a, I drove by real slowly on the truck. I had a big shit-eating grin on my face. And I just gave him the slow golf clap. And you know what? I win. Simple as that. His heart must have sank when he saw me pull up behind that cop, if he saw me. Oh, I love it. That made me so happy. So yeah, if you're that guy, if you're driving like an asshole, if you're riding and flashing your lights and honking your horn because, you know, and here's the thing. Yeah, if someone's in the fast lane doing 45 it's just as bad. That's dangerous. Get out, go, get over, move. But if you're doing the speed limit or 10 over and you're passing traffic and you're riding that person's and that, and you're riding someone's ass that's doing that, you're an asshole. You're stupid. You're worthless. You're dumb. You're a piece of shit and you deserve to have your ass kicked. And I would love to help. That's all. <laughs> that's all I got to say, man. That's all the negativity for this episode. <sighs> what was I talking about? Oh yeah. Court. I, uh, I've mentioned that I brought a loaded gun to the airport because I'm an asshole and a dumbass, And that is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Wasn't intentional. Uh, backstory. I was packing in a hurry. I found a backpack in the back of my closet that I haven't seen in years I felt it down to make sure there's no knives. I, I put my hands in all the pockets to make sure there's no knives or anything like that in there. And packed it full of clothes, went to the airport. The whole machine freezes up. I get arrested in front of my son. 
uh, walked through the airport, like the walk of shame, uh, sat in a cell for about an hour. Then they gave me a ticket and we still caught our flight, whatever. I had to do 24 hours community service. I did it at the Habitat for Humanity Restore shop, which I love. Shop there, support that place, bring them stuff if you got it. Uh, There's one in every town or two in every town. And I had to pay a bunch of fines. I took a gun safety class and then I had to go back to court yesterday. And I, um, I'm good. It was a deferred sentence uh, for three months. And it's over. My record is sealed. I get my gun back. Cool. I didn't even know I had it. <laughs> so I guess I have another gun coming. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I have guns for self-defense, for home defense. Of course, you need to nowadays. I have a lot of guns. But... I don't wave them around at people and make little gun pointy finger gestures with my hands because I'm not stupid. (sighs) But yeah, all that's over with. It's over with. I'm free. I'm squeaky clean again. Yeah. That excites me. That makes me very happy. So anyways, that happened. And then, uh, you know, the truck guy, the, the dipshit in the truck, that happened on the way to there. Yeah, I just gotta realize, man. Calm the shit down. Let it go. Bad things will happen to those people. They will. They're going to crash. They're going to die. I just don't want to see anybody else get killed by that fucking asshole in the truck. And it's probably going to happen or have their car destroyed or have it be injured or property or anything like that. I don't want to see that guy causing drama and just horrible times for innocent people like me and you. And and I hate him. And that's why I feel the necessity to call them out and slow them down. It's not my job, though. I got to take care of my inner circle here. So, because I only got 80 years to play, man. And more than half of that is gone. That's what I wanted to talk about morality. Man, it's weird to say all this stuff. It's weird to say it. I'm going to be dead in 35 years. That may seem like a long time, but when you get to my age, you realize that it's not. 35 years, I'm 48. How did that happen? I don't understand. It's, I don't feel like it. I, don't, I, I, I know that I'm way smarter than I was you know, 30 years ago. I, it's, it's just hard to c- comprehend. It really is. It's, and I'm not afraid of death. I've already said that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm looking forward to, I would love to die like at 85 or 90 or something. Of course I would. If if I'm healthy, which I'm not, you know, the healthiest person in the world, I'm a little chubby and high blood pressure, stuff like that. So at least I know what's going to kill me, but give me a good 80, 85 years and that's fine. I'll be happy to go. But even like 80, 80, year 80, okay, is 40 one and a half years away. And that's 80. Like my grandma died at 72. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm realistic. Like I could die tomorrow. Who knows? I could have a stroke or die or heart attack or get some kind of cancer that pops up or whatever. We, we don't know. I just want to be able to see my kids grow up 
to include my grandson, Chance, who I've only met once, but I love him nonetheless. I just want to see them grow up. That's it. Just let me see that. Let me know that I did a good job, you know, giving them what they need to get, take my legacy to a higher point and build their own legacies. I'm a footnote in their legacies now. And I'm not afraid to die. I don't believe in the afterlife, so I believe that the lights get shut right off, done. And that's good. I don't want to be afraid when I die. Everyone's afraid to die. Of course we are. Because we have so many questions. But once, you know, I think my biggest nightmare would be like that your brain still functions and thinks, but your body can't move and your body shuts down and your brain just keeps going until like, you know, (laughs) until it just rots. And I'm like, oh, that would be fucking horrible. And there's been some research into frequencies like I was talking about. Like, who knows where your frequency could go? Does it have conscious? Who knows? I honestly don't want there to be an eternal afterlife. I I don't want that. I don't just like I want to be melted down or plant a tree with me or something. Make some jewelry with me. Do something where I can have a little something that you can keep. You know, I, I would like to have some kind of a monument. That'd be cool. You know, just a. Uh, you know, monument to all my accomplishments and, but you can do that online. That's what I'm doing with this podcast. That's what I do with the Asai TV live show. That's what I do with Asai TV in general. That is the monument. Will my kids want a place where they can go and visit? I'll ask them. I mean, give me a park bench or something. Like where would I want my ashes scattered? I, I don't care. I, Like wherever my mom is, you know, just let me be with her. Let me be with, you know, my grandma's in Michigan buried. I, I don't, I, I, here's the thing. I, I care because others will care. Does that make sense? I want a big party when I go. I don't know how old I'm going to be. I don't know how many friends I'll have at that point, but I would love to have a big party with, with music and you know, showing the song, uh, showing the shows that I've done and just, you know, just a little celebration of my life just so people know that I existed. And I want people to have fun with it. Yeah, be sad, whatever, but have fun. But I wake up every single day and I want you to do this as well. Wake up every single day. I don't care if you're 13 years old or 83 at this point. Wake up every day and realize that you only get so much time to play. So what are you going to do with that time? What am I going to do today? What am I going to do right now that makes these 80 years worth it? You don't want to die with a whole lot of regrets, okay? You don't. I already have a lot of regrets, man. I don't want to talk about them right now. I've lost friends. I've made bad business decisions. I've lost kids to shitty moms that took them. I have those regrets, and those are going to be regrets that I have for the rest of my life. I know they are. I just got Charlotte back. That's awesome. That's one less regret. Now I got to build a life with her and get, you know, spend time and make up as much as I can possibly make up. But listen to me you're going to die. We're all going to, you're going to die whether it's tomorrow or in 50 years. 
you're done for. Sorry, it's just how it is. Do you want to work your whole life? Making other people rich? Building other people's dreams? Or do you want to do something for yourself? Me personally, I think you know that answer. Look around. I'm proud of this. So anyways, have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm at right at the hour mark right now. So I mean, I'm, not, I'm under no obligation to stop in three seconds, two, one. Hey, you've been listening to it for a whole hour. Awesome. Little practice countdown for New Year's. But I appreciate everyone listening to my story. I appreciate everyone who watches it on the Asai TV Life on YouTube. I appreciate especially everyone who's a subscriber to Asai TV. We have books coming out. Uh, we already have Billy Fred Whopper Goggles. My son and I wrote together. That's on Amazon right now. Billy Fred Whopper Goggles. If you've got a kid between 7 and 15 or even older, even adults, whatever, read the book. Buy it. You'll love it. Uh, Chupacabra Cow, uh, Chicken Snake and Chupacabra Cow is the next one. It's a farm, farmyard, or like a farm detective story. It's My kid and I wrote that together. And then I have the Go There, Eat That Road Stories and Recommendations book coming out as well. All very soon. Life is good, man, but it don't last. My life is wonderful, but it don't last. I'm going to die. Everybody I know is going to die. You know, you're, you're okay today. Make the most of it. That's all that I'm getting at with this whole thing. Just make the most of it. Be excited about tomorrow. Don't be afraid of it. Let shit go, man. All the asshole truckers out there, let, let it go. All the douchebags that I can hear literally right now thumping their shitty bass music outside. I got to let it go. It's going to kill me. And if you have a dream, whether it's living in a van or starting a TV network or doing your own business, whatever it is, you are the only one that's going to stop you from doing that. Got it? Got it. I don't know when the next one's going to be, next podcast. I'm going to be gone for 10 days, so it'll be between the 3rd and the 10th, and then I go to New York City after that, so... I'll get this done when I can. But until then, thanks for listening. Lots of hugs. Happy holidays. And uh, yeah, slow the fuck down on the streets. Simple as that. Bye.